Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Monday morning, man. Monday morning. We back. We back again, man. Your favorite podcast each and every week. The Black Man Ventu Podcast. Super excited to be with you guys in another week, man. Black History Month, man. Super excited again to be with you guys. My name's Jonathan Davis. I go by June Book. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. And I go by L Dog and Man. It is a beautiful day outside. The sun is out. Hey, if you out, you if you at the crib right now, listen to this podcast, man. Man, put your earbuds in, your headphones on, man, and get out and get some of this sun, man. Get some of this, get some of this, uh, this, uh, this beautiful weather, man, and uh, and get some of this fresh air, man, and get some of this vitamin D for your skin and all that type of stuff, man. But while you're doing all that, check out this podcast, man. Check out the Common Man's podcast. That's what we are, man. We're not the the podcast that reaches out to all the stars. We try to reach the common brother. Now, if the stars want to come come along. Hey, Hey man, we with that too, man. But check this out. Also, I want to give a shout out, man, and give them the, give them their flowers while they're living. Amos and Eunice Herford. I want to give them a shout out, man, for how they supported us from a financial standpoint. And I ain't got to tell you the numbers. They know the numbers. But at the end of the day, they supported us, man, in a such a way, man, that it, it really helped us, man. And not only that, also our longtime supporter, Miss Beverly Parker. I just want to shout these names out, man. And I'm talking about anybody else that has supported us, man. I We appreciate it, man. But these people have stepped up to the plate in a different kind of way, man. And I appreciate them. And I just want them to know that, man, they have really helped us and encouraged us to keep on doing what we doing yeah I, I i have to ditto what pop said man um black men vent too man we are no strangers to sponsorship we are no strangers to to help you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so the fact that we had three people man that that definitely stepped out of their way uh with a monetary gift we thank them eunice amos and miss beverly man we love you guys mm-hmm. and to anybody else man that uh would love to sponsor our podcast whether you guys know it man all donations go towards the betterment That's of it. what we're trying to do. All donations go towards changing the narrative of the black man one episode at a time. So however you may donate or just giving us a prayer. We like prayer too. Yes, sir. We yes. like prayer too. Yes, sir. Yeah, hey man, prayer works. Prayer, hey, if you don't have no monetary, you can pray to somebody come along that does. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But uh, we need all of that, man, because like my son just said, we're just trying to make Nashville a better place and better understanding of what black men go through from a, not only just an everyday perspective, but also bring awareness to the mental health piece of that, man. Let's get into it, guys, man. After this sponsorship segment break, you are listening to another episode of the Black Men Ventures podcast. Uh, great episode we got for you guys today, man. So make sure you guys share this episode and pay attention to the new segment, uh, segment thing that we're doing. Uh, we got something new that we're adding into the show, man. So tune in, share it, like it, give us a, a, a five-star rating on all your platforms. Listen to another Black Man event today. After this segment break, sponsorship segment break, we'll get right into today's episode. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man vent today? to the baddest podcast in Nashville, man. Have you heard of Black Man Vince today, man? Super excited to have a good friend of mine on the show, man. I'm, I, we, we knew each other, met each other, rather, at Cumberland University, man. Kind of went through the realms of uh, going through the 
Greek life and stuff like that. And just a side note, man, if you hear a little small voice in there, man, he brought his son on the show, and I love yeah. it. I know, man, yeah, yeah Pops, super, super excited to have Amir and Brandon Taylor, man. Super excited again to have my brother on this show. Brandon, how you doing this morning, big dog? Man, I'm doing great, man. I don't have any complaints. Uh, no complaints at all. Man, blessed to be here. Uh, blessed to be God. Blessed to be loved, man. Yeah, love to see it, man. Yeah. Man, again, Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Bit today? Brandon Taylor, man, he is a graduate of Cumberland University. And um, I'm just going to let him get into it, man. Brandon, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for bringing a mirror on the show. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll let him yeah. get the mic, man, going to the end of the episode. But, Brandon, man, to those that don't know you, to those that do know you, man, introduce yourself to Nashville, to the community, man, to our audience. Let everybody know who you are, what you do, man, and we'll pop the question for today. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Brandon Taylor, um, originally from Brownsville, Tennessee, filling out of Haywood right. County. So if you don't know what it is, if you live in Nashville and you don't know, it's a problem, but it's, it's fine. Uh, but it's about 45 minutes out of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about 30 minutes out of Jackson, Tennessee. So you got to go through Jackson to get to Haywood. And you have to go through Haywood to get to Memphis. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you're going to have to pass Haywood County if you're going <laughs> to West Tennessee. Uh, so that being said, uh, man, I'm a middle child of three, um, three strong, uh, young melanated black men, uh, to Kianka McCullough. Uh, she was an extremely strong woman who raised us and, uh, got us to where we are today. You know, a lot of people ask all the time how she did it. Uh, but she said, one of God, you know, because considering how active and the size of us and everything that we were into, she still managed to, you know, keep us in church, uh, teach us manners, mama, to mama, just keep us active. Um, we had some, you know, male figures in our life over time, but we didn't really have uh, a solid, our father really wasn't there, he really wasn't around, uh, but we had examples on what to do and what not to do. Uh, God had really brought men into our lives that uh, really, you know, pointed us in the right direction uh, from coaches to trainers to uh, friends and family that really helped us out and uh, put our foot in the right direction. Uh, just to fast forward, um, growing up, I was a talkative child, happy, positive. Um, I've always been pretty bright. Uh, but coming through school, you know, you get peer pressure and things like that. But I just so happen to be smart and athletic, so I kind of missed uh, that aspect of kind of getting bullied and stuff like that, but I also still had that peer pressure on doing certain things like having sex, drugs, you know, gangbanging and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I also you know battled a little bit with like anxiety and you know being kind of nervous to interact with people. Even though you know I was that smart kid and I could play ball, I still was kind of reserved when it came to people that I seen as you know kind of higher on the. Uh, status quo mm-hmm. if you if you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, but you know over time you know through sports you know class just being myself you know I overcame uh, those things I went through bullying you know people see me today and they like he, he don't look like he ever really went too much uh, but I did I was bullied you know at one point um, I was bullied by my own cousin on the football team at one point but that's just because I was I was I was soft spoken. Um, I didn't. I handled my business and I got out the way. I really wasn't real big on confrontation. Not to say I wasn't scared of confrontation. I was just you know the way I was raised. I was just raised to be a positive, you know, you know, happy person. 
and if I was approached with something like that, I really wasn't too fast to um, pop off on anybody. You know, I was just that child who I got the, I got a nice balance of, you know, being happy and also having to switch, you know, of, you know, going off with somebody. So my older brother's a little more quiet spoken, but my younger brother will let you know, you know, if you're in the wrong, what's going on. So if you can mix those together, that's that'll be me. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger brother and I fought a lot when we were younger because, like I said, I got that balance, but he is over the top in terms of, you know, being that junkyard dog. So uh, we fought a whole lot. You know, we got a lot of whoopings. Uh, but, you know, as we got older, our mama told us, you know, the way y'all fight each other, at this house, y'all didn't treat these people like that the same way when um, y'all get outside this house. So, you know, we never had an issue, uh, for real. You know, nobody really just approached us like that, so it didn't really happen. Um, but you see us today, you wouldn't even know that we fought that much when we were young. Or if we, we argue sometimes, but, I mean, we men. So, yeah. Yeah. it's we just brush that out under the rug, and it, it's nothing for us to have a disagreement. You know, we we always know it's love, so... Um, went through high school, you know, I, I started playing football in middle school uh, because I, I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't make the basketball team. Everybody knew I could play, but I just, I mean, in Haywood, it's such a large athletic population and so much talent to where it's, it's, it's hard. And, you know, you understood if you just came to Haywood and looked, went to a park or went to the gym during school, you would say, you know, does that kid play on the team? And they, they'll tell you no. Uh, they be like, are you serious? It's it's you. The proof is in the pudding because the players that actually were on the team, it might have been kind of uh sort of uh pedigree type thing, but at the same time, them boys play your round, they could ball, so everybody on that team could do something. They could score, rebound, block, steal, or they can do really, literally it all. And I had two guys that graduated me. One of them playing overseas right now, and the other one is a uh I want to say he's a fifth year senior at TSU right now. Um, he first came out, he played at Eastern Kentucky, and he transferred to Illinois State, I want to say, and then he transferred to TSU. Uh, so he's doing great for himself as well. Uh, proud of him. You know, I played ball with him. Um, I didn't actually play AU or anything like that. We played ball in school in terms of, you know, in grade school and things like that, in the gym as we got older. So, you know, picked up ball. So, I mean, like I said, I'm proud of him. But, you know, I got to seventh grade, and I was like, you know what, since I, for some reason, I just ain't meant for me to be on the team, I'm going to go try football, because my older brother did the same thing when he got to middle school. Our mama didn't want us playing football, you know, she hated it, but, you know, it's what we wanted to do, so she went with it. You know, my first year, seventh grade, first year playing football, you know, I was nervous, you know, I ain't never been hit like that before. Uh, I, I've been playing basketball my whole life, so it's really... That's all I knew. Right. And uh, so my first year, I was a little unorthodox in terms of running and things of that nature. I worked, I've been working out a while my whole life, but you know, I was just more geared toward basketball and like the videos we used to do with our mom when she was, you know, working on getting in shape and stuff. So, you know, we learned, me, my, my brothers, we learned pretty fast. So it didn't take long. You know, my eighth grade year, I started. And I got my freshman year of college, I mean, freshman year of high school. I played running back and I played linebacker. And then as time went on, uh, I became more solidified in that linebacker position from what my coach has seen in me. Uh, got to get to my junior year, uh, really playing a whole lot more. 
uh, right before my the summer of my junior year, I tore my knee up uh, at a camp. Um, I, it was a church camp that we went to every year, and I made a mistake in weightlifting and slammed down on my knee. Uh, I didn't really know what it was, but I gave it home. It had in mind things like that. I partially tore my ACL and I tore parts of my knee. So I was I had to sit out the whole summer. I missed seven on seven. Uh, it was kind of depressing, you know, being an athlete. You know, that's what you identify as, especially being a football player. Everybody know you as, no matter if you, you know, got other things going on. Uh, but I came back, you know, I went through therapy, had surgery, went through therapy, came back. And I had the best season I ever had at um, Haywood High School. I had like 108 tackles on the season, averaged about 10 tackles a game. Um, I was all, all state, I was all West Tennessee all star. Um, I had uh, different offers to go to different schools, uh, but the school that just spoke to me the most was Cumberland. Because uh, it reminded me of Haywood, uh, even though. I thought when I got there, it was just going to be a bunch of white people, but I got there, it was a lot more black people than I thought, especially since I was on a football team. So I ended up getting an academic and football scholarship from Cumberland. Uh, and what really sealed the deal for me once I graduated from Cumberland was I was Mr. Cumberland when I graduated, and I was Mr. Haywood, my senior year of high school. So they let me know I kind of thrived the same way I did back home. Um, so that that was really I grew a whole lot at Cumberland. I really went from a boy to a man, like seriously. A lot of things that I did do, I mean at home, like all children do, especially if you come from a, a Christian background. You is there certain stuff out of respect for my mom, it's it's a lot of stuff I just didn't do. You know, I might have got close to doing it and things like that, but I didn't do it just out of respect to her. People ask me all the time why I didn't. They tell my brothers all the time, especially me and my younger brother. Y'all could have did this, y'all could have did that. Um, but it's just out of respect that we had and the relationship that we developed with God um, while we were growing up that our mom charged us to do uh, because she tells all the time we she can't do it for us. So with that, um, that's just why. And a lot, a lot of these experiences I had in college, it grew me a whole lot. Um, like I said, I went from a boy to a man. I became a a man of Omega the summer of 18 right after my freshman year of college because I already had 30 credits so I, I could do it uh, over the summer along with my line brother uh, Daryl Howard so I uh, went there you know just took off and just showed that what listening and following direction would do for you um, I hit the scene in Omega got scholarships uh, different internship opportunities traveled a lot of places for free um, just, just you know, just being myself and like I said, listening. You know, you gotta know, know how to listen to the right people, especially when they already got the experience. Yeah. So so many Say people, that. so many people uh, today, especially my generation and the generation that come after me, don't do well with listening to people. A lot of these people, like your parents, that you start off with, they been in your shoes. If somebody has already been where you're going. What is it to hurt? And they have the track record to show it works. Yeah. It doesn't hurt yeah. to listen and actually try it out. Because yeah. you never know what could happen. So um, that's why I was so successful in terms of um, within my fraternity, just being willing to serve and things of that nature. And then uh, I like I, said, I graduated from Cumberland. Uh, summa cum laude, I think that's what it's called. Uh, I didn't really, I not was a cum laude. It was one of, one of, whichever one it is. Uh, I didn't really 
realize they said it until uh, somebody played the video back because I was too busy hopping across the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. graduated with my degree in exercise science with the emphasis in human health performance. Uh, I've always known I wanted to train people, uh, just help them out, be live a more healthy uh, lifestyle because it's impacting me and I'm like real passionate about it. Uh, a lot of people, everybody has their thing, you know, fitness and health and uh, this overall improvement of self is my thing and it just comes naturally and it burns me up inside when people can't make the decision to want better and do better for themselves but you can't fault a lot of people because you got to take consideration their background what they've been through uh their mindset uh a lot of people have different things that they're dealing with but at the same time you know god the universe people have you want to talk about it he doesn't it doesn't put anything on you that you can't already have so it you gotta learn once you learn to love that process it's nothing you can't do and it's just get people to that point but I, like i said i graduated i had my son uh amir Rashad taylor i had him my i want to say my sophomore right after my sophomore year or like during the, i want to say People thought I want. I know people thought I want to graduate college. They was like, "Oh my God, he has a baby." My mom was even mad at me, but she even even she wasn't mad that I was having a baby. She was mad about the principle of it all. So you know, they tore me up. You know, she, you know, she didn't talk to me about three days, but you know, she came around. You know, my coach told me, and people told me, you know, once that baby get here, you know, she gonna it's gonna change. But uh, but yeah. He got here and I was already mature as it was as it already. But when I found out, you know, that he was coming, it just took me to another level. I just naturally I was raised to be a man. I was raised to stand on my own two feet. I was raised to handle my business, have my responsibilities, no matter what happened in my life. And uh he just pushed me there. You know, he he really, really made me become who I who I am today. He pushed me, he drives me. Uh, he was my wife, yeah. along with everything else. He was the reason I'm here today, you know. So yeah. um, I I appreciate him. I appreciate him coming to this world. Uh, yeah. Like I, I told, I was telling y'all earlier, he, he just fit in me. Um, so and with the knowledge that I have as a man, growing up as a man, from a boy to a man, there's a lot of things he's going to be ahead of the game with just off the strength of me. And you know the impact that I've made, the people and the impact that people have made upon myself. So, like uh, I, after I graduated, I started working at Cumberland, and then from there, uh, I started. I got into personal training. I had been doing it, but I hadn't got my certification. But I got my certification probably about two weeks ago. Uh, so it's rolling. It's rolling pretty well. Um, working on getting more people to do it, especially my brothers, because I mean we worked out our whole life and with personal training money. It's not hard, especially if you're doing it for a while. You're ex-college, ex-collegiate athlete. Um, and, I mean, if you proven, you have proven results and you being able to do it. So uh, I do that. Then actually I do content creation, which I've learned over time. Uh, it's probably about, I've been doing about five, six years. Um, and it, the work speaks for itself and it pays off. And if you keep doing something consistently, you'll get better at it naturally over time. Yes. You actually take it serious. Consistency compounds. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I also do uh, armed security. So 
it's just something I got into because I need to have some money. I enjoy, I enjoy. I mean, all all four of those things uh, require you to interact with people. So, and I, it's just something I enjoy doing. I like to tell people my superpower is that shit. I just, I just can't help it. And I realize. I didn't know. I never knew where it came from. Why I was so good at talking to people and things of that nature. But uh, when my granddad died in November, on November nineteenth of twenty twenty, uh, on asked my younger brother Tristan's birthday. Uh, when they had his funeral, everybody got to talk about. It. They talked about how great of a friend he was. How he was willing to do anything for anybody. A lot of stuff I already knew, but I I didn't really pay much attention to because as a child growing up, you know, you don't really pay attention to stuff like this. Um, but as I got older and became a man, I just I tell I told my mama, I said, I wish we got a chance to be men around him and just to hear that extra advice from him. And to hear to hear people talk about him the way they did, I was like, man, that's what I did from him. And it it hurt. But at the same time, you know, I was happy he wasn't suffering anymore. But I was like, man, I wish I had got a chance to have those type of conversations with him because it, it helped me. It helped speak to why I function, how I function, why I do what I do. Because um, my son's mom said me all the time, "B, you can talk to literally anybody. Uh, you make friends with anybody. People just like talking to you. I just, it's just something that just comes natural to me. I don't really." try I don't do anything intentional you know a lot of people just, a lot of people just need somebody to talk to or if you if you um, can find something in common with someone you just get on the tangent you get on the tangent some people you just naturally connect to you just naturally drawn to whatever you become whoever you are that's what you're going to attract attract and once a lot of people realize that about themselves it's a lot of things that would deflect or make their way out of their lives as they improve upon themselves but if you just sit there and remain stagnant you just want to keep attracting the same situations that you saying you want to get from, but you're not changing yourself. So, it's it's, it's you know this life is it's been a journey. Um, I've had my ups, I've had my downs. Um, it's it's been a process, and I've loved it, and I've changed over time. And uh, even with my son, uh, like I said, people really didn't think. Some people thought I wasn't gonna be able to do it. Some people naturally said, you know, he be gonna do his thing, but it's people that didn't think I was gonna be able to do it. Uh, but when I did, they was like, oh wow, you know. And then a lot of my frat brothers, I would have them on the calls with me because I was uh, a representative for our undergraduate for our district about for two years. And uh, he would be on the calls with me and stuff like that. And uh, with his bottle, drinking his bottle, I would be holding sometimes. And people, wonder like wonder how I did it. It was just a natural thing for me. Um my mom has a uh my mom babysits kids and stuff so I was always around kids. <laughs> I had a little cousin. Uh she used to come to my house all the time when she was newborn all the way up until around she was newborn all the way up until she was walking. She took her first step with me and my mom at, at home. And uh a lot of people thought she was mine. I was like, no, she's not my baby. <laughs> Here's my little cousin, I just have her you know, because I, I, I was I was the main one helping my mom out with this babysitting and stuff because my older and younger brother really didn't have the patience for it, uh, but I just naturally had it. So when I found that I was having him, it wasn't I wasn't scared of you know taking care of him. I was scared of telling my mom. You know, that's the first thing I thought of. 
uh but i knew i had to you know face the music so i did you know she she was mad but you know once she got here she fell in love um so this 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 one of the main things that really played a part um in like i said you know who i am let me hold it real quick, man. Up, I, man. I, I, you, man, I, I love every part of man yeah. your vent that you just gave yeah, out, man. Yeah, um, man. I wish our audience could be in here, man, and look at a beer, <laughs> man. But dude, he is a baller. In a beer been all over the place. Man. Man, we love it, man. He's a nah, baller. He's good, in man. man. He's good. Hey, man, let's get into a quick commercial break, man. Uh, Brandon, we got a lot to unpack, man, from this first segment. Yeah. He's definitely giving us a great first segment good episode man to get into as we get into our second segment after this commercial break man we'll talk with brandon a little bit more about those depressive times those yeah. anxieties man yeah. um, as he uh maturated into his fatherhood and as he continues to maturate into fatherhood how is that going for him? Yes. dealing with those type of mental health issues and stuff man so let's get into it man commercial break we'll get right back into it nashville have you heard a black man then today Yo, 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 good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city and peace to the planet. We hope you guys are enjoying the episode thus far. Naturally, we always want to give you guys a breather. So on today's commercial break, we want to highlight Arthur Ashe during this month being Black History Month. Do you know who Arthur Ashe is? Arthur Robert Ashe Jr., was born July the 10th, 1943. He was an American professional tennis player who won three Grand Slam single titles. He started to play tennis at six years old. He was the first black player selected to the United States Davis Cup team and the only black man ever to win the singles title at Wimbledon, the US Open, and the Australian Open. Arthur Ashe retired in 1980, and he transcended February the 6th of 1993. His transcendence was believed to have been from his HIV diagnosis. He publicly announced his illness in April of 1992 and began working to educate others about HIV and AIDS. He founded the Arthur Ashe Foundation for the Defeat of AIDS and the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health before his death from AIDS-related pneumonia at the age of 49 on February the 6th, 1993. Lastly, on June 20th, 1993, he was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by current or by former United States President Bill Clinton. Black Man Ventu wants to thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode and we hope that you enjoyed today's commercial break giving you guys a little bit of facts behind Arthur Ashe during this month of Black History. Let's get back into today's episode.
said, man, we are back. We're back, man. Monday morning, man. If you guys are just now tuning in, Brandon Taylor is with us on the Black Man's Bench Speak Podcast, Nashville. Have you heard of Black Man's Bench today, man? Super excited to have him. Pops, man, we'll get into a leading question and we'll get into the rest of this good episode. Yeah, man, it has been a great episode thus far, man, and, uh, and I appreciate uh, how he gave us a spiel, man. I told him off, off mic, gave us a pretty much a synopsis of his life, man, but it, it's a good life, and it's been a busy life, man, and, and I like the fact that you're giving back to your alma mater. That's real good, man, because we all should be giving back to our alma mater in some type of way, man, and I'm thankful that uh, even though I don't give to mine like I should, but I give the chance to give through, give to it monetarily through my church because we, we donate, we are, we are support all HBCUs and every college in Tennessee as far as uh, uh, where, where we have uh, 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 members and you know and, and students that have come through our church and, and attend those uh, colleges, man. But uh, I was just listening to you on the first half talking about the bullying thing, man. And uh, that's something that is still going on, man. And it's still going on at a high level, man. So if there's a young man that's listening to this podcast or or maybe their parents or something just listen to it, because I know one of my sons went through bullying, man, and, uh, and I tried to pull him out of it and help him, and he didn't want my help. He wanted to deal with it on his own, man. So how did you... How did you deal with yours, man? Did you handle it on your own? Did you tell your mom? Did you tell some of the male figures that was in your life or your brothers? Or how was you able to just make it through that phase of life? Well, man, uh, this is how it happened. I was, it was, I want to say it was after a JV game or something like that. We were in the locker room. It's not like I was consistently bullied. It was mm-hmm. just this one incident that kind of stuck with me. Uh, he kind of messed with me in practice and stuff, too, but... I mean, we playing ball, and I was getting the feel of the game. But uh, he kind of put he pushed me after the game, and you know I didn't do nothing about it. You know I got my stuff together and I left. I went and got in the car uh, right outside the field. As I got in the car, I was upset. You know, I get it's easy for me to get angry, but I had learned over time how to kind of control it and not like pop off easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But my, my younger brother's a little different now, so that's why we kind of follow a lot when we're younger. But I got in the car, I kind of tried to hold it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember whether my brother or my mom asked me, you know, what was wrong. And I just started crying, like, you know, and she was like, hold on, what's going on? She went back in there, you know, being mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially moms to young men, they they just they just move a whole lot. Protective man. Protective. It's kind of like a father and a daughter, the mother and yes. son yes. aspect. Their relationship is just a whole lot different. So she went in there, you know, she popped off on the head coach and stuff or whatever. Um, and then you know from that point on, I didn't really have any more issues. Uh, it it grew me. Um. I, I look back on it now and I'm like, man, I should have done more. Just being who I am today, uh, the level of confidence, the maturity, the understanding, overstanding, like it's it's just things I could have done. He was family, but at the same time, it's just that, you know, that manhood aspect of who I am today, it just showed, you know, where I was at that particular time. You know, like I, like I said, I was smart, played ball, people knew me. Um, I was a nice guy, friendly, you know, 
I was just all around person. But there's that one incident, you know, it and it kind of got like pushed in the bushes. You know, people didn't really notice it, didn't really talk about it for real. Uh, it's just like it didn't happen, it just moved on. But I still remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, but it's in terms of dealing with it, if you're a young man out there today, older, uh, don't matter who you are, when it comes to bullying, I mean, you control the narrative. You know, if you stand up to that bully, whomever it is, uh, young young woman, your older woman, if you stand up to them, they're going to back down. They're going to back down because a lot of times they're doing it out of insecurity. They want what you have. They want to be who you are. A lot of the time, people that have hatred for you or uh, kind of just dis- dislike you for no reason, uh, they, they want to be where you are, and they're upset because they aren't doing what you're doing. They aren't willing to do the work that you did to get where you are. And a lot of times, people can't handle someone who just naturally has anointing on their life. And it shows you. I said my whole life, I said, man, I don't even know how it feel to have haters. I don't know how it feel to be hated. Uh, because everybody I interacted with, you know, it seems as if they, you know, really enjoyed my company, uh, enjoyed me as a person. I learned over time here in the later part of my life that, you know, some people just put on the facade. Uh, they one way in front of you and they another way behind you. But they are, it always has a way of revealing itself. So, me as a person, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you, you know, as long as you uh, do right by me. But as soon as you cross me, it's like Jekyll and Hyde, you know. It's the, I call him Rashad. It's, that's my middle name, but it's literally... It's a flip. It's a flip, and it's like I just—it's easy for me to cut. It's easy for me to cut that on and off. You know, I can love you, but if you—if I can see, if I find out you mean harm, it's a switch, and it's like don't cross me again, and we really, we really gonna have a problem. So I, I, what I can say to you is, keep improving upon yourself. Don't don't get discouraged by being bullied and allow it to push you away from your natural purpose and like your calling. Just because it's not what everybody else is doing, you know, that doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing or you're weird. You're just different. And it's good to be different. Yes, you don't want to be on the same road as everybody else because yes. it's crowded. You know, and the Bible says, now is the way, it's raised the gate. Everybody has their own everybody has their own path so you can't if you get too busy looking at everybody else's road you're gonna get distracted on what you're supposed to be doing you're gonna end up doing things that really aren't you and you're gonna end up in the area in your life to where you like i don't know who i am like you down and now you depressed or you know you're dealing with different issues that you wouldn't have if you were actually fulfilling your purpose because when you actually walk in your purpose when you actually uh impact people's lives with what you're just naturally capable of doing you have a different step you're just happier i tell people now all the time every day feel like friday to me some people hate going to their job but me i mean i enjoy it you know it's a nine to five you know people look down on it but uh you just gotta learn to use that stream of income to get you where you want to go it's all about how you spend your time a lot of people say i don't have time you know you're not scheduled I have to learn. I had to learn it myself with time management. You would think I would have learned it playing sports, had being in class and stuff like that, but I was able to just do that stuff and get it done 
and it'd be okay. But as I got older, I got a son, I had more responsibilities. So I had to put stuff on my calendar. I had to set timers. I had to learn to move stuff around to be able to do what I do now. So it's all about a want to. It's all about, it's, you can need to do it, but if you don't want to do it, it's not going to happen. So just go back to bullying. If you don't want that bully to actually leave you alone, well, you need him to, but you not actually want him to, so you're not doing anything about it. At some point, you're going to get sick and tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're going to stand up to him. But I'm telling you right now, the sooner you do it, the better. No matter what happens, you're going to feel better about yourself. You might get to fighting with him, even if you lose. It's a lesson learned, and he's not whoever it is not gonna mess with him because they you, they know you are gonna stand up for yourself. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Stand up for yourself because I mean confidence is the biggest uh, catalyst to success um, in every aspect of your life. The more confident you are, the better you are gonna move. The better you, the better products you are gonna produce because you just it's just there. You are gonna move better. It's gonna be just a natural. Feeling it's gonna be like brushing your teeth every morning. I hope you brush your teeth every morning. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's just that's the whole that's the whole gist of it. Man, confidence is a is a true driver. And if you catch it, if if especially if you got children, if you catch it early and you build them up early, it's gonna be times where people gonna think they're cocky, but no, they just confident. They believe in themselves. And people just get that confused. Just like with Deion Sanders, mm. he's confident. Mm. He's confident. Yes, he, he knows when well, you know yes, what you're is. capable of doing and you know what you can do. You just got a, a different walk about yourself. It's not being prideful. You can be the you can be humble and confident at the same time. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's, it's just if you lack confidence, especially in the world we live in today, you just you will not be successful. People can see it and they can feed off of it. But the more confident you are, the more successful successful you will be naturally. Yo, 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 good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city and peace to the planet. We hope you guys are enjoying Brandon Taylor. Man, super excited to have this brother on our show today. Black Man Vent 2 is proud to announce a new segment that we are introducing into our podcast. Black Man Vent 2, on the next episode, will be announcing... Black Men Vent to Nashville News Weekly. What we would like from you guys is your help. Send us Nashville news that you feel like our culture needs to be aware of in our beloved city of Nashville. Any news, any media, anything that is needed to be heard, please send it to us via Instagram, at Black Men Vent, the number two, or to our Facebook page. Again, Black Men Vent 2 is excited to announce the new segment coming in the next episode titled Black Men Vent 2 Nashville News Weekly. Make sure you guys again help us out by sending us different news throughout the week and we'll make sure to air them on the show. Let's get back to today's episode. Man, you out 
take that question, man. Yeah. Good answer. Boy. Yeah, like As we get ready, man, to wrap up, I want to touch on, man, uh, just give me five minutes, please, to touch on your, essentially your response to the Tyree Nichols incident. If you want to, if you can, man, just give us a little bit of a rebirth, a little bit of background, man. How did that impact your life? Man, it, it, it burned me up inside, if I'm being honest, because, uh, we as a country and just in the world period and just with history we've always been you know killed and oppressed by the opposite color and for it to be black men who killed another black man it was it was upsetting man it i i really couldn't put it in the words you know police brutality as a whole uh burns me up inside because why do you feel the need to be excessive when someone is already uh, defenseless. Uh, why does your ego and your mental state push you to essentially kill someone because you're too, you're so upset that you can't control the situation to where you decide to kill them? Like, I, I don't understand it. I never will. Uh, I, you know, I prayed about stuff like that. Um, even with the stuff we've dealt with in the past, it burns me up inside. It's certain movies I cannot watch because I would be upset the rest of the night. And I, it, it's, it, it, like I said before, it's it's just a switch. It flipped and it's like, man, like, it's a revolutionary in me that wants to just go haywire. But that you know angel on my shoulder is sitting there like it's a certain way you gotta do it you know in the past in the past we've had our radicals we've had our peacemakers but now it's a certain way you just gotta move to get those things done without even being seen uh so i've had people tell me all the time i can walk in the room i can be around i can come in the house and they won't even know i came in the house and that just it's a certain stealth in the way you must move to make your impact, but also just kind of be in the shadows as well to ensure you can get what you need done, done. Um, you don't have to be just all in the front 24 seven to get the job done. If you got a goal you setting out to do, and especially learning from the past, that's why history is so important. That's why getting to know your history is so important because you will know you will know how, what to do and what not to do, how to get around things. As long as you're being your authentic self, it's just gonna open up to you naturally. People not gonna know why they're doing things for you, with you, to you, um, that they're doing. They just know they just moved to do so. And especially if it's just on you, on you like that. If you just in your element, you just in your purpose for real, it's certain things you're not going to have to deal with. It's certain things you might have to deal with. It's a part of the process. But you learn from it and you keep moving. But the more you get to know yourself as a person, where you come from, um, who you were, uh, who your family was, who your uh, friends were, ancestors, travel back as far as you can and understand exactly what happened, how it happened, what's going on. And it's easy to do now if you police yourself. It's crazy how I use police. Uh, but if if you do that, it's a lot of stuff. Like I said with the Tyree Nichols incident, the way it happened, it, it hurt. It hurt bad because it's like, why? Why would you go to that extent? And the news that's come out now about it, it's, it's sad. It's so sad. But all we can do is 
uh, make an impact in our in our own way. Just improve upon ourselves because we can't change people, but we can change the way we function. And the way we function will permeate each environment that we're within, and it will just become a domino effect if you stay consistent and do it on a daily basis. Because a lot of time when a problem presents itself, instead of you becoming part of the problem, just become a solution. Just change. Just change. That's where it's hard for a lot of people. It's, it's hard for me, but I'm just more willing to do so. You know, being disciplined and consistent is one of the, the hardest things any anybody can do. Uh, but it's, it's so important to have that discipline. So important to be, be willing to change to get what you want because you can set a goal, write it down, put it on the uh, vision board, but you have to become the person that you need to be to reach that goal. So until you become that person, you won't get there. You know, God, the universe, whatever, has already, once you, once you imagine it and made that decision, it's there already. And if the path is laid for you to follow, it's just will you be able to see the things that's being put in your life to help you get there? So the more you know, the more you learn, the more your perception will change and, the, and you will view you know, life differently, that's when you'll start picking up, oh, okay, I can do this here, I can do that there. You don't have that tunnel vision, you're not limited. So that's why you have to be an open-minded person. Just because you learned this when you were younger, just because you've done it your whole life, as you gain more information and you learn more, you're supposed to change. And life has a way of forcing you to do so. It's gonna become a cycle. It's gonna be like, gonna get it eventually. I'm waiting. He gonna, he gonna get it. We gonna get it. But once you do, it's like, and you just you gotta stay there. And you gotta run. So with Tyree Nichols, you just get, it, everybody that was affected, um, I, I hated, it happened with his family. He, he left a child behind. Um, everyone affected by it. The best thing, best advice I can give you is just be the change that you seek. Like Barack Obama said, you, you got to be the change. You can't talk about it. You can't, you know, run your mouth, be negative, et cetera, et cetera. You just got to be it and be it on a daily basis. Because if you don't actually be that change, you're not actually helping the situation. So you might as well be the person that did it. So that's the gist of it. Um, in terms of you know just being better, you just gotta be willing to you know change what you're doing on a daily basis. Even with social media, it's so much you can learn. It just they put so many distractions out there to to keep you from knowing. But if you follow the right people, you put yourself in the right position. Every time you open to your social social media, you are gonna learn something. New. I'm living proof. I can teach you how if you need some help. <laughs> but if you once you see things that you don't really like that that's negative and don't really help you, hold on, baby. remove it, unfollow, yes. keep its ways to yes. keep that stuff from coming yes. in your view. Just like being in the, being in this physical world, you can easily just people just stop going around them, stop allowing them to come around. If they do come around, be cordial, hey, how you doing, and keep going because you know. They not they not good for your mental, physical, spiritual health. It's, it's just not. It's just like with social media. You move all them fake models and fake jewelry yeah. or real jewelry and cars and fake, you know, vibes and stuff like that. You move it out the way and you pull in that knowledge and stuff you need yes, to sir. know yes, on sir. a daily basis. Every time you open Instagram, Facebook, yes. TikTok. Twitter, you're going to learn something new every day if you follow the right people. Because there's people out here passionate 
about everything that they're talking about, whether it's ancestry, business, um, sports, fitness, um, health, holistic health, like uh, books and stocks. There's so much knowledge out here that they just putting out here. Like now, it's why it's people, some, so many uh, people that's higher up, they're scared of social media because the influence and the impact and the speed it has to reach so many people and teach them so much that they really didn't want you to know. So even though you can get that on social media, you can learn all this stuff, but you got to open the book and read too. You got to get on Audible and read in apps. It can, if you don't like reading, listen to them because that's, that's where it's at. It's, it's, it's in there. You got to be passionate about learning because you once you stop, stop learning, you, you might as well be dumb because if you're not, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. You don't, really exactly stay the same so you either projecting or you just you either incline or decline you gotta pick one you gotta pick one you gotta keep you and if you really want to get the most out of your life you gotta learn daily no matter what it is uh learn what's about what you're passionate about but also learn about those things that you're not really crafted in um because the more versatile you are like i said the better you'll see the world um i pray i used to pray all the time that you know uh, I, I want to say, especially in 2020, uh, I pray that the veil will be removed from my eyes and I actually see the world for what it truly is and see the truth daily. And that's what came to me constantly, every single day, and it's still rolling. It's like once you make a decision in your life to want better and to want certain things, it's just going to come to you. But you got to be that catalyst to put it out there. Like You can't be scared because there's nothing to fear but, but fear itself. And I tell people all the time, and uh, I tell people all the time, everybody can't handle a lit camera. Everybody just can't. They cannot. Mm-hmm. So it's some people who have to remove out of your life. Yeah. Everybody yes, can't handle yes, somebody sir. that can help yes, life the way for people. So you you really you really just gotta you gotta move you just gotta move up. When it's time to move up, move up. In my life, I've hit walls because. It's like it's time for you to go here. And I'm like, man, I don't want to. I don't want to. In certain leadership positions and stuff like that, it's like it's time for you to do this. Like, you gonna you gotta do it eventually. So I just had to learn when it's time, just make that step because it's it's, it's gonna make your life a whole lot easier. You can't run from what you called to do. You can't run from your purpose. You cannot. It's gonna chase you down. So as long as you function in your purpose, that anxiety, a lot of this stuff that you're dealing with in your life, it's gonna just, it's gonna fall off you. It's just gonna fall off you. It's just gonna keep going. So my best advice to people, man, make the, make the change when it's time to make the change. Uh, move when it's time to move. Uh, if you have something you want to do though, plan it out. You know, write it right down and make it plain. Uh, whether you're spiritual, no matter what it is, just say write on paper, get a real pencil, get some paper, write it down plan it out, make it as, as plain, as detailed as possible, exactly what you want. It's going to come to you. You just have to be ready for that journey that's coming along with it, though, because you're going to have to become that person that you need to be to handle the level of the life that you want to have. So don't don't shy away from change, because change is good. Change is good. It might not seem good at first, but at the end, you're going to be happy that you did I, don't, I, like I ain't say, got no words. Look, 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and amen again. Oh my God. I ain't got no words, man. Yeah. I, 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 I think, you know, out of all the episodes we done did, Pops, this was one of the most motivational yeah, yeah, yeah. episodes, man. You got you got Brandon, man, that just gave his whole synopsis of how he maturated mm-hmm. his leadership, man, with yeah. all the different roles. And just to see where he at today, man, man, hey, I'm, I'm proud of him. And he comf- right. and he confirmed something that I talked about from my perspective last week. Mm-hmm. He talked about something that our last guest talked about, mm-hmm. and he talking about it tonight. Yeah. Ancestry, yeah. history, yeah. and write your plan down. down. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't yeah. just yeah. happening, yeah. man. He touched, he touched yeah. all of it. That ain't just happening, dude. You know what I'm saying? And that's something man. that we all need to do, man. Right. We right. all need to do. Be man, man, thank it's you, been man. A pleasure, bro. Yeah, uh, thank you, man. man. Do me a favor, man. You, Give man. your social media handles real quick, man. Yeah. Anything that we, uh, our audience, can get in contact with, mm-hmm. man. Have a week. Let me throw it on the mic. Okay, so my personal uh, social media is Be Great Team. So it's B G R the number eight because it's, it's uh, the angel number four infinity, and then it's team. So it's B G R the number eight team T E E N. And I have a uh, fitness page, health and wellness page. Foundational Fitness is the four zero, and then O U N D A T I O N A L Fitness. Uh, Forty is for it's the angel number four foundation. Uh, so your fitness, your health and wellness start from the ground up. So um, it's what it's mainly focused on functional training. Um, it's, I, I lean more towards the holistic aspect, but if you're just not ready to let go of certain things, you know, I'm willing to work with you. Uh, I'm gonna meet you where you at. We gonna we gonna walk this path together. So if you're interested, go there, follow my page. I post daily. Um, I, I got workouts. I got meal plans. Whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a um, I run both of our chapter pages as well. So it's five D squared five delta delta. It's D H I D. Uh, Square in 1996 is our undergraduate page for at Cumberland University. Then we have Ocala Kappa, which is a graduate chapter in Philadelphia, uh, Tennessee as well. Uh, it is Ocala Kappa, R-H-O-K-A-P-P-A-K-A-P-P-A-Q's. Um, and then uh, we have a nonprofit uh, page as well. Uh, it's called the Wilson County Omega Project, so it's WCOP22. Uh, go follow us there as well. Uh, There's more to come. Uh, it's a lot going on. Uh, those are all of my handles. You know, I'm more than willing uh, to help you. I'm more than willing to coach you, whatever it is. Uh, I'm working on getting my life coach certification as well, just so I can just add that in and, uh, you know, just add another string to what I'm already doing. Uh, just help you out because if you get me as a personal trainer, you get all of me. So, uh, no matter how you come in, I got advice for you. Whether you listen or not, it's up to you. I tell people all the time, if I'm going to get you these results that you want, I just, all I need to do is listen to me. If you listen to me, we're going to make it happen. So, uh, yeah, those are all my handles. You know, y'all can go follow me. Follow me on those. Uh, if you have any questions, man, I'm an open book. So, I've been through it. I've been down and out. I've been high. I've been low. But at the end of it all, you know, you just all of us stand alone now as a God. So, um, he he's always there. He will never leave you. Won't forsake you. That's right. Every step of the way, no matter how down you are, no matter how far you feel, you're gonna walk away 
you know, at, no matter what spiritual walk you come from, um, you you gonna be all right. So just get up every day, one step at a time. Because if you wake up, you got a purpose. I love it, man. Pops, what you think, man? Hey, man, sounds good to me. Um, yeah. Right before we leave, though, my hey, man, man. Amir. my man, Amir, yeah. Amir, come here, man. Say, say something on the mic, man. Say hey. Yeah, yeah. Man, you been busy day. all day, dude. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Good. Yeah, yeah. Look, he been all over the place. Now he done went shower. Yeah, he done got shower. <laughs> I, I just heard him whispering his daddy. Yeah, daddy, I want to go home. So look, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap this up, yeah. man. Hey, man, it is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can. And you can't do what you can. Nashville, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped.